Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Emily Mackis. She is an integrative Reiki teacher, a mindfulness mentor, and a certified meditation instructor. How are you doing today, Emily? I'm good. What about you, Brad? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here on the Empowerography podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. So Emily, as I mentioned, you're an integrative Reiki teacher, a mindfulness mentor, a certified meditation instructor. You are also certified in hypnosis. You are certified in trauma counseling, and you have recently ventured into the space of becoming an author. For those of us that don't know, what is a mindfulness mentor? I've never heard of this term before. Well, a mentor is someone that guides or trains uh, others. And when I work with my clients, it's to help them connect with their inner wisdom and empower them to build, I'm going to say, their own spiritual temple. So for that, just like a house, you don't start with the roof, you start yeah. with foundations, right? Right, right. And some of the times, and most of the time, we're not even mindful of our own body. For example, we talk about breathing and it is one of our superpower. Our breathing helps us in so many levels. Most of the time, people are not even aware of their breathing. So mentoring people with mindfulness that right. is tracking the awareness, I believe that starts there. This okay. is the first point. Right. To yeah. even help them connect with their own body, the breathing. Right. I have uh, many of my clients suffer with anxiety. Okay. And for example, years ago, when I started, one of my very first clients had panic attacks and he had spent eight hours days prior in the ER thinking he was having a heart attack. Oh my gosh. And nothing wrong with his heart. And he was just panic attack. And you can help and you can go through anxiety. You can go through so many things just with your breathing, being aware and learning how to breathe. So mindfulness is, I believe, the very first step. Because yeah. when you work with energy work, things come up because everything is stored in the body. But if people are not even connect with themselves, they are not even aware of their breathing. Well, we have to start there. So that's okay. why. It's the mentoring and integrative is combining practical tools, different approaches and resources to empower and, and help my, my clients and people that I work with. Amazing. 
What were you doing for work before you ventured into the space or world of entrepreneurship? Okay, so, and I'm sure I'm giving with my, my accent because it's pretty, <laughs> you know, it's pretty strong. So I was not born in, in Canada. I was born and raised in France, but I lived in Lisbon for seven years in Portugal. So before I worked in a psychiatric clinic in Lisbon with people that suffer with mental health challenges and addictions. Okay. So what prompted or inspired your journey into becoming an entrepreneur? The call to be in service to others. Okay. That's pretty simple and straightforward. Of all the certifications and trainings you hold, which of them came first for you? Did you get your Reiki training first? Did you get your meditation first? No, Reiki was the first one. Reiki was the first one. And why Reiki? Why did you decide to get into the world of Reiki? Okay, so in 2012, I lost my mom. She lost a battle with cancer. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, thank you. And so she uh, she passed away in France, but she had a house in Portugal. So months after, I had to, in the summer, I had to clean the house. And um, I was, you know, I spiraled in a very deep sadness. Yeah. And I went for a massage. My husband was like, you, you need to to do something to just relax just go for a massage I didn't know that the person was also a Reiki master okay and she felt during the massage that I needed also to be helped energetically okay so my first connection with Reiki was during that massage that became a session right and months later I fell head first in the ice when I was skating and because I couldn't move I was injured I had a concussion Reiki came vividly as almost if someone was whispering the word Reiki to my head and I could and I could see I had my eyes closed but I could see the word Reiki and I was like okay this is the next step so when I jumped into learning Reiki I never thought I was going to be in practice I really learned for myself to help me, to yeah. help me heal. And, you know, yeah. things just happen naturally. The doors <laughs> open. And yes. this call of helping others is my own experience. Is your business focused on working with and helping women specifically? No, women okay. and men. But okay. I do have more women clients than men. Okay, so that just naturally organically happened that organically yeah that that your clients are are women yes now since that happened organically but it it just so happened that most of your clients are women so you help empower women did this journey of of helping to empower women begin with your own personal struggles without any doubt without any doubt because i do believe everything starts with us right you know what we can't we can't teach what we didn't learn yet right so for me it is important and with the the i'm going to say the position that i hold many people calling healers yeah there is at time this belief that others have the answers others can heal us because they are healers and it's just a title because if you look at the word healer is someone that helps you connect with your own self-healing no one can heal you you have the power the power is within so for me it is very important to 
help people, empower people to connect with themselves and their inner intelligence, their yeah. inner power. Everybody has that power within them, though, you believe? I do believe. Yeah. I do believe. I firmly believe that. We all have the, our, I think our purpose in life is reconnecting with who we truly are. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about your personal struggles and your journey? Yes. So, you know, being human is having a story. We all have a story. And mine is, I was raised with a father that was physically and emotionally abusive. My mom, suicidal, most of my childhood, uh, deep depression. But also the strongest woman I ever met in my life. So at a very young age, my self-worth, self-esteem was destroyed by my father. And I'm going to go jump into uh, years. And in 2005, Mm -hmm. I had my firstborn. And about six, eight months after he was born, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. And that's when my, I'm going to say my spiritual awakening, my journey started right. because I had to, to take all the medication that was given to me. I was living with the side effects of the medication because yeah. I was taking a, a low dosage of uh, chemotherapy. Okay. And at 27 years old, I was living with the disease, like the not being able to at times take my son out of the crib. But I was living with the side effects of the medication. And my mom had rheumatoid arthritis too. So I was like, I'm not living like this. I understood that most of my physical pain was connected with emotional. Okay. And that's when the journey started. How would you say these experiences have helped shape the Emily you are today, both personally and professionally? You know, the inner work, diving into my wounds and the need to to find myself to heal myself and being able to connect with with myself in a deeper level made me who i am and being able to understand or at least being able to connect with people in a deeper level so when working with people in that level then only magic can happen Why is empowering and teaching and sharing with your clients self-care, alignment, healing through embracing vulnerability so personally important to you? Because I believe that our life is our greatest teacher. Mm -hmm. Each experience, even the painful ones, help us. And when we get to that point of when we are willing to be naked with our truth, we can really get to the point of living the way we are supposed to live with joy, with peace, with true happiness. So then we are able to manifest what we want. So for me, self-care, self-love, and especially to women, because there is so much demand on us. We have so many hats that we, we need to wear. Yeah. And for example, my own experience being a daughter of a Portuguese, Portuguese parents, a woman has to be a perfect wife, a perfect mother, and this is it. There is no self-care. What is self-care? No, yeah. self-care is selfishness, where no, self-love and self-care starts there. 
because the most important relationship that we can nurture is the relationship with self because then this relationship is what is going to impact all the others that we have that's right that that relationship that self-love and self-work every that is the foundation of everything everything begins there as you mentioned at the beginning that the foundation you don't build a house starting with the roof you start with the foundation and that is self because yeah. you're right if you don't have that love for yourself how can you love anybody else that's right and then it for me it was really there building all these years and really connecting with myself and being able to even look at myself and feel in you know in the mirror yeah oh i love myself i accept myself and if you know i can help and empower especially when i have clients that are, that are young in their early 20s and it's a great responsibility that i feel and a privilege to be part of people's journey it is a privilege for sure and knowing that you've had impact on someone else's life another human being's life and help them change and see their true beauty is one of the most incredible gifts we could ever have that's right what excites or inspires you the most about the work you do with your clients i love what i do that's it's for me that i don't see as work i really love what i do and being able to witness people connecting with themselves, connecting their, their points. Sometimes it's after a session, they are laying down on the bed, the bed. So there is like Reiki session. And at times there is silence for a while. And I can see and I can experience people connecting with their own points after the session. And they sit, they have water, and then they start sharing what happened during the session. And there is, this is the greatest fulfillment in my life. There is no price here. Like for me, it is the most important seeing people that had, were conditioning with beliefs, core beliefs, patterns, and seeing them healing and empowering to continue their journey and understanding and connecting with themselves and seeing the changes in their behavior and patterns it's the greatest gift for me because mm-hmm. they, they are doing the work the work is all theirs I'm just holding space for them and witnessing and that's a privilege for me amazing when working with your clients do you incorporate all the modalities you're trained in into your sessions it happens at times yes depending okay. on the session but that's right. why it's integrated because at times it's more than when a modality that comes in 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 a, in a session yes okay can you share your approach when you begin working with a new client so my approach it's highly individualized right because we are all different yes so for me the most important part is to create a space a place where people feel safe and yeah. they trust so you can't force that and there is no time either Because you can't just have people, okay, you need to trust. Come with an open mind and an open heart. They don't know you. You have to create this space of safety net and where they they can trust you. So this is very important because when that happens, then people can unpack their luggage. Then the work starts. And energetically, you feel and see the shift in people. I love that analogy, unpack their luggage. That's a great way of describing it. 
That's awesome. You have said that you believe in the wisdom of our inner pharmacy and the healing power of our intelligence. Can you speak to us a bit about these two things and what they mean to you? Yeah. So we all possess inner intelligence. We are much more than we think we are at times. So we are beings of infinite possibilities. And our true essence is pure wisdom, is pure consciousness. So when we tap into our inner intelligence, that connection between the body, the mind, and the spirit, then we activate our inner pharmacy. The soul always knows um, what to do to heal itself. The challenge is to silence the mind. For me, with my own journey and my healing, so it's been almost 16 years that I started right. the pharmaceutical medication and being able to manage my autoimmune disorder naturally. So there is within us this inner pharmacy. We just need to tap into it. Which is not an easy thing. That's, that's tough because we've no. been conditioned by the Western world that you need these medications. These are what's going to help you. These are what's going to fix you and help you heal. And this is where I'm always very, we all have our own experience. And yeah. for example, the work that I do is not versus medical, right? It's complementary. And yeah. it, there is, I work with people with cancer, with autoimmune disorders, and they are taking their medication. That was my choice. Yeah. And that was my journey, but not an easy journey. And I can tell you right now, if I don't take care of myself, if I am stressed, if I don't eat well, if I am not sleeping well, well, my autoimmune disorder is going to flare without any right. So this is something that I do believe, even at times when people are still taking their medication, but they are learning to understand their emotions, understand their story, owning their story, and packing their luggage. They are enhancing their quality of life, even with medication. And that's what, for me, it is important because all of us, we have that. We all are beings of infinite possibilities. We yes. just, I, I do believe we need to tap into and reconnect with who we really are. And that is a journey itself. Oh, for sure. Because we get in our own way. We are That's our worst enemies. We, yes, I mean, we have to deal with external noise from people who tell us that, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. But when it comes down to it, we are our worst hurdle that we have to overcome because of the internal noise that we put on ourselves, the limitations that we put on ourselves and the non-belief in ourselves. That's right. Self-limiting beliefs. It's true. And I'm going to share something with you. When my mom was diagnosed with cancer, I took her to Portugal for two weeks because yeah. I understood that she needed to hear in her own language right. what was going on with her, even though she understood very well French, but it was important for her. Yeah. And this very well-known in Lisbon pneumologist, and he had done it, most of his, his study in France. Okay. When my mom asked him the question, doctor, how long do I have to live? What do you think? It's something that it's going to be almost 10 years, but it stayed with me because he looked and he said, well, first of all, I am a man. I'm a doctor. Yeah. I am a human being. Right. I don't know because you know what? Call God, call the universe, call whatever you want. I don't know what it is for you, 
But yeah. of all the years that I've been working, sometimes I look at a patient and I'm like, okay, we're going to remove a part of the lung and this person, all good. We're going to do some treatments and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And less than six months, that person passes away. Right. And then there is patients that I am, oh, oh no, this person doesn't have a long time to live. And he said two of his patients almost 10 years later. Wow. Here, and he was like, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. I can't explain. There is superpower, the strength of their faith. I don't know. And he said to my mom, I don't know. There is a part. It's not medicine. It's the person. Yeah. I don't know. And that stayed with me. That's huge because, I mean, he's right, though. He's a human being. He can't predict the future. He no. doesn't know. He was humble. You know, as he said, I don't know. I'm not good. And he didn't give a time to my mom because he said, I don't know. And I surrendered to that. I can tell you what you should do. So he told her, yeah. hey, we can't remove because my mom, the way her cancer was, we couldn't operate. No surgery. Right. He gave her his opinion. But that part, he was very humble. And that... This is, that was another confirmation for me. We don't know yeah. because there is this inner intelligence. Do we all tap into this healing? Maybe not. And no. that I am understanding, but we have it within us. It's just a matter of tapping into it, whether we do or not. That's right. Because, you know, you, you think about that and most doctors will give you a timeline. They're not going to be that brutally honest and say, I honestly don't know. I'm a human being. I can't predict that. Most doctors would give you a timeline and say, well, I think it's going to be this, or I think it's going to be that. Yeah, Whereas no, this, this one was awesome, like, and it stayed like it, yeah, it touched me. For sure. Wow. Now, Emily, as previously mentioned, you recently took the plunge into writing a book <laughs> and becoming an author. Can you tell us a bit about the book, what it's all about? And do you have a title for it yet? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. It will come. We, we're getting closer to the end. So this book, I envisioned this book. I was seven years old. I told my grade one teacher in, in France that one day I would write a book about my life and it would help many people. It's the project of my life. The book will have my story. I'm sharing yeah. my story. Yeah. And then there is the second part of the book is the teaching in a sense of connecting the points. What okay. I shared with people, now it is the healing journey, the okay. healing part. Any idea when it's going to be complete or? I don't know yet okay. if it will be coming out at the end of this year or beginning of next year. Okay. We are getting closer with the edits, but there is still a lot of work to do. <laughs> Emily, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? So I'm going to base my answer to what my clients say. Okay. That is my ability to hold space for them with love and light. And when, you know, it's very cheesy to say love and light, but... If you don't feel it energetically, people can feel it. Yeah. So it's really holding space with, with love and people can feel it energetically and creating a safe place for them to allow themselves to do the inner work, to be vulnerable and a place of non-judgment. That's what people, after years of working, even, you know, I, I talked with, with a client that came maybe five years ago. Yep. And he wanted to talk to me about the impact of this. We did inner child dealing, so okay. hypnosis. 
And that's exactly the way he described the impact of the session. And he said, as soon as I sat, because he refused the the free consultation, he was like, I don't need the free consultation. I want to come and see you. He was highly recommended and he he was ready to do the, the session. And he said, you know, Emily, as soon as I sat in your office, I was like, this is it. Huh. whatever comes up i'm safe here yeah and Amazing. he surrendered so then you know the the journey starts there yeah so i'm gonna say it's 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 the special ingredient <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> emily speaking of success how do you define the word success what does that word mean to you okay so success for me is not connected with money or status because it's not how i i feel it yeah. i think to have meaning purpose in our life is success because when you find this meaning you fall or fail that meaning helps you brush off the dust yeah. and go back and push through so it. i'm going to say that is success for me what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received i received many important ones in my life but to narrow to one and one that i've been using the last few years is the secret of the success is the secret. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? That we all have a story, all Mm. of us. We sometimes get stuck in the narrative of our story and that we are aware or not we all have a level of trauma. And when I talk about trauma, it's not only sexual, physical, emotional abuse. It is what happened inside of you because of what happened to you. And we all have a level of trauma. And we all create coping mechanisms to survive or handle our deepest wounds. And that is from an addict that you see on the street or the CEO of the most prestigious company. Yeah. And that gave me a new lens on life and people, more and a better understanding about myself, my mm-hmm. own story, yeah. but also more compassion towards myself, but more compassion and understanding towards others. So before I would be, I would take things more personally. Yeah. Right. People would do something and I would get hurt and more upset. And now is understanding it's, you know, witnessing that. And it's like understanding that people, most of the time, they do what they do with their level of understanding and where they are at in their journey. Yeah. Love it. Emily, how would you like to be remembered? (laughs) Someone that helped herself to become a beautiful butterfly so she could spread a message of love and healing to others. I love that. That's beautiful. What is your personal motto? That I can't fail being who I am Mm. because there is no one like me. There is no one like you. We are all unique. That's a very interesting point. I like that you said that because I think that we so often and not just in the entrepreneurial space, but I think in general, we so often get caught up in this whole comparison and competition mindset. We're always comparing ourselves to others. And in the entrepreneurial space, we're competing with other like-minded or, or, or 
people that are in a similar entrepreneurial space as us. And I found, because I mean, I we're all human. I was caught up in that as well. And I lived in that space for about a year and a half. And once I was able to shift my mindset around that and get out of that competition, my things changed drastically. My whole world opened up. And now I'm on the mindset that the only competition I have is me. As long as I'm improving and I can look back and see that I've progressed and improved, that's all that matters. That's the only competition I have. And to be able to realize that and, and have that change your whole world will completely shift. And it's a hard thing to do though. It is very, very hard. It takes time. It takes work. But once you do it- And we fall off the train sometimes. Yes, of course we do. Of course. We're we're humans. I do too. And it's reminding myself, first of all, and especially with social media, it's so easy to look and you feel, oh my God, I still didn't do this and I should have- no, you spiral very easily. Oh, to, yes. You know, to compare yourself. No, coming back and especially, you know, I'm 43. Yeah. And it took many years for me to build myself, my self-esteem, my self-worth. So I'm very conscious, but getting to the point of, I can't fail being Emily because yeah. there is no one like me. That's right. There is no one like Brad. There That's is no right. one like the others. And we all complement each other. Yes. That's part of the mindset you have to get into is that no one else is me. No one else can be me. So that is my superpower is being me, being authentically me. This is what I bring to the world and no one else can bring it to the world like I do. That's right. It's an incredible shift once it It happens. But again, like you said, though, we are going to fall back into that mindset from time to time because we're human beings. That's right. So as long as you realize that, but it's putting in, again, going back to the foundation of self, putting in the self work. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That's the key. That's the inner work. Yes. Uh, and it's not, a, and I always tell people, they laugh, but I always say the healing road is the most challenging one. It is not the easy road. No. There is no boot camp for enlightenment. No. Is. <laughs> You're right. 100%. Very wise words, Emily. Emily, when you make a mistake, how do you move on? So first I try to reflect on it mm-hmm. and try to understand it. Like where, how, because self-reflection is very important for me. And it's something that I always do. So I reflect on it because there is wisdom in our bumps. And then I believe it is to let go because our mistakes are not to be carried like the cross on our back as a punishment, Yeah. but stepping stones to walk on. Well, that's how we learn. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. What do you think is one of the most common reasons for people failing or giving up? At times, I believe it is not believing in themselves enough. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have at least one one person to carry them, especially in moments of doubt, because we all have these moments where it's dark, you don't see the light. And then if you have at least one soul that helps you, that carries you for a while, then it's easy to give up and surrender to your fear, but also the outside voices. Yeah. Because it's, and I'm going to go with my own experience. I had m- more people telling me, mm, I don't think you should do this. Mm, I don't think you're good at this right. than people supporting. So 
for me, even if you have one person that helps you, that carries you at times, I, I do believe that it is not, you know, believing in yourself enough. Yeah. And if you don't have at least one person that reminds you or gives you this encouragement, this boost, the cheer, this encouragement, a cheerleader, exactly. Then yeah. it's easy to just surrender your mind. Your, your mind is so good to play tricks and yes. to, you know, it's easy to surrender to the fear and the outside voice. And the human mind is an incredibly powerful tool. So yes, all that self-doubt and self-limiting belief, and then the yeah. external noise from other people telling you you're not good enough or it's hard. And that's to... why it's so important to connect with yourself, to yes. be aware and be mindful. So then it's your retreat and you go there, you recognize it's not about putting the fear aside because that doesn't work. Feel no. the fear, but yes. do it anyway. There we go. That's it right there. Why are it very, very wise words? Emily, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section. So the next group of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Real. Aside from necessities, <laughs> what's one thing you could not go without? My kids. <laughs> <laughs> If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Wisdom. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? No, I'm going to go back. Can I go back? Yeah. I would learn compassion. No, okay. I would learn compassion to the world. Mm -hmm. And if I can buy um, wisdom for the, our world to do better, that okay. would be my, uh, my answer. Okay. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? The lack of acceptance and respect in our world. What would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? Silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be silly. Yeah, I am. Um, in my head, sometimes I'm a I'm silly kid. Generous, okay. loving, caring, respectful, and uh, authentic. Okay. My favorite way to unwind is? Dancing with my kids in the middle of the house. <laughs> I love it. Entrepreneur life is? Loving what you do, perseverance, patience, and resilience. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What does the word empowerment mean to you, Emily? Owning my story. That's beautiful. I love that. What a definition. That's amazing. What is one of your favorite quotes? You must be the change you wish to see in the world, Gandhi. Love it. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? Looking back and still today, I always had the gift to meet people in a period of my life, the most needed, almost if they are my guardian angels. Yeah. And it, it has been a blessing in my life. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My, my mom. Oh. My mom was the strongest woman I ever met, even though... In deep pain, she was a kind and generous woman. What gives you the motivation to keep going? My family. Can you tell me about a moment when a person's kindness made a difference in your life? A woman in Portugal, a time in, in my life that I was in a very dark place. And this woman had a very difficult life, but she just had lost her son. Her son mm -hmm. got married and six months later, he had a brain cancer and passed away. Oh my gosh. And this woman who had a very difficult life, just lost her son. Mm -hmm. 
And she opened herself to feel my pain and help me go through a very difficult period of time. And for the first time of my life, she made me feel seen, heard, and accepted. And that really touched my life. That's an incredible gift that she set aside her own pain and anguish that she was dealing with to help you. Yes. Amazing. We need more of that in the world. Yeah. Emily, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? What do you see when you look in the mirror, Emily? Okay. What do you see when you look in the mirror, Emily? (laughs) Well, (laughs) thank you for asking. (laughs) I see my scars, Brad, but I now finally am able at 43 uh, to see the beauty of my heart, my beauty. When I'm talking about beauty, I'm not talking about physical beauty. And I finally love myself and accept myself. That's beautiful. It takes a long time, a lot of work to get there. A lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Emily, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, Emily, you are enough and you are loved. Yes. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? I would say like the ocean has many ripples and waves, different size or shape, but they all belong to the ocean. We are all unique expression of consciousness. We are all connected. There is no one better than the other. No one is less. Let's respect and cherish one another because there is no me. There is we. I love that. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Emily. That's beautiful. Emily, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honor. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your personal story and journey with us here. And I'm happy and proud to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. This has been an absolute honor. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brad, for having me. Thank you for your platform. I think it's so needed in our world. And um, I am very grateful uh, to be part of this family, but also grateful for your time. Thank you so much, Brad. My pleasure. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Emily Macus. She is an integrative Reiki teacher, a mindfulness mentor, and a certified meditation instructor. Thank you so much, Emily. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Thank you, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.